0: Welcome to Because You Need to Know, recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution. I am Edwin K. Morse. President and founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. Today in the studio, we have Joe Koski. Joe is the director of the Army Knowledge Management Proponent Office based out of Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. He is responsible for program management for force modernization of knowledge management across the total Army. How is knowledge management any different for the Army than anywhere else in the world?
1: Uh, I don't think it is any different. Um, I think the tenets or the outputs or the desired outcomes are the same. I think we're all trying to get some some sort of shared understanding. We're trying to get increased performance. We're trying to uh, enhance our decision-making, and we're also trying to increase our agility and learning. So I think it's regardless if it's in the Army or – A different service, or a private sector, or a nonprofit. I think it's the outcomes are the same. Mm -hmm. Now, the army, we have a, we've developed a separate process that we run called the Pi process: the assess, design, develop, pilot, and implement. But it's mainly tied to helping solve problems in an organization.
0: Now, how different is that process than, say, uh, Lean Six Sigma or anything like that?
1: We get a lot of those questions. Who are a lot of them are either green belts or, mm. or black belts, mm-hmm. and they say, well, what's the difference between this and, and that? And the lack of a, any type of process in your organization, KM and in, in process improvement, they're going to look similar because you have to start from a base. Yeah. Uh, but once you get beyond and you have your processes codified, Lean Six Sigma doesn't get at the cognitive side of things or it doesn't really focus on the cognitive side of things so that's where km but,
0: same as the contextual like because
1: yeah i, I would say it's very I would linear, say yes right? i mean
0: when you're talking lean six sigma you're talking about a very specific track or a very specific thing that doesn't seem to be bleed over at all into the rest of the environment
1: my understanding because i'm just an executive sponsor for lean six sigma so i'm not a green belt okay. so i just want to make that full disclosure uh, I understand the DMAIC and DMADV process. So you're right. A Lean Six Sigma project it is very linear. You have to go through your gates. You have to have your gatekeepers uh, agree that you've reached a certain goal, and it's very scoped. In order for a a green belt to get their project through, they have to. It has to be very scoped down. So it isn't mm-hmm. very broad so unless you get to the black belt level. And I'm not to say that the yeah. Lean Six Sigma doesn't work because it does. Uh, it does. Provide efficiencies and more effectiveness. Reconfigure your organizations and look at the process improvements and get rid of the, the waste. So so you get at the lean side of things, and then you, you know, try to eliminate the defects in your in your process.
0: Give me the the process you guys are using in the KM world now. The the domain
1: in the army we use uh, the. Uh, Assess, design, develop, pilot, and implement. So we call it ADPI.
0: I I presume that's at any level. You probably entice the organization at all levels to engage improvement with that model.
1: Yes, we do multi-echelon. You started at any organization that has a staff. So we, I guess, at a company level, you could with a an XO and a training sergeant and supply sergeant. They could probably work it together. But primarily designed for a battalion and above. We focus on brigade and above because that's where the staff, uh, you have an executive officer, you have, or, or a chief of staff that is in charge of synchronizing the, the staff. And so uh, we use knowledge management as a tool for that XO or chief of staff to just help him synchronize his staff a little better because he doesn't have a staff of his own.
0: Leads me to another question and I have personal experience. I would like to know your perspective. So my first guest today, we we talked a lot about succession planning and being able to pass along the knowledge to the next holder of the seat, so to speak. And I know the army does this naturally to a, a big degree because we're all in transition, right? As a soldier, you're, you know, you don't know how long you'll be in that spot. So you have to build a retention of knowledge somehow. Does the knowledge management program that you are the director of, is there a a methodology in play now for any MOS or any job held in the Army to start helping build that for succession planning?
1: I would not say it's MOS specific because it's, I think everybody has to do some sort of succession planning. The way we look at knowledge management, it's not tied to a specific career field. It's everybody has to do it. But a knowledge management program, we you know, we try to train KM professionals to help manage that program. And then the organization of the functions where the people actually work, understand the process and how they feed information into the system or into the the operations process is what we use to help our commanders make decisions. So from a from a continuity perspective, it's actually very timely because we are rewriting our doctrinal manual for knowledge management. And chapter four is sustaining a KM program. Okay. You know, we have the checklist of how to establish one. You have your, your people that are trained. You have your knowledge management representatives working the, the, the trenches, so to speak. Uh, you have the, the understanding of the senior leadership. You have your different products and matrices that show you how you measure against benchmark or baseline Model. And then, but how do you maintain that through either turnover of personnel or a change in the environment or your Mm -hmm. adversary, you know, because the enemy always gets a vote as well. So,
0: relatively speaking, the formal structure of KM in the Army is fairly new, correct?
1: Uh, 2008 ish. Yeah. So, about 2008 is when we started getting personnel into the structure. And then we've worked in my organization command Arms Center, they focus at the brigade and below, above, the I mean, echelons above brigades, so divisions, corps, and theater armies. So that's really where they focus. And that's where the structure is probably the most robust.
0: And on this awareness level, you'd brought up that, it, you know, it's not MOS specific or job specific for those that don't know what MOS stands for. MOS is Military Occupational Skill, just a job yes. title, yep. basically. Back when I was overseas, every soldier was a sensor. was it? kind of a new thing. And I see that as being very similar, right? Because at that point, they wanted everybody to be a sensor, meaning report back whatever you see when you're out, you're a sensor, you're part of the system. Does the knowledge management end up feeling that way too down at the E1 level, you know, the private level?
1: You know, data is the the fuel that we run on and not all fuel is as clean as it can be. So sometimes it runs a little rough.
0: Well said, well said.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, everybody talks this Big data and analytics and artificial intelligence, and machine learning, and the different types of predictive and prescriptive and autonomous systems that are yeah. out there. And you can see it in the commercials as well. You know, agriculture has it, and then UPS with the Orion system. But yeah, it all starts with the data, and it has to be in a format, in an ingestible form that can be used at a late, on some, on some later date or can have some analytics to look for trends in some sort of a mm-hmm. predictive nature. Yeah, the E1, I think, is still a sensor. Uh, but we also have to understand that there's the machine-to-machine data things because we build systems that don't always produce the same type of data formats. Uh, there's the machine-to- yeah, that
0: whole standardization stuff.
1: Yeah, the machine-to-people to, to, to people and the people-to-machine. So And then the people-to-people. People, so how do we get- And a lot of that is just communications and understanding- having terms of reference and
0: well you say you're in the midst of a redo of the doctrine is there anything new and exciting
1: doctrine is not supposed to be new and exciting right so it's <laughs> uh, you want to look at those enduring tenets that you're trying to, to get at so mm. we think it's it's so on the on the capstone type of doctrine that we have we've We've gone from mission command to mission command, command and control of army forces. That's the latest uh, big capstone doctrine. The KM process that I mentioned, ADPI, was recently added as an integrating function, an integrating process mm. to the operations process. So that we think that is new and exciting because before it was sort of a, I wouldn't say ad hoc, but it was recognized as a process, but now it's an integrating process. I think I believe you were an intel officer. Mm-hmm. The intelligence preparation of the battlefield uh, is an integrating
0: process. Well, that is exciting. So you've gone from zero to that success in less than 11 years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So as as one of my uh, compadres that works in the office with me, said, we're on the verge of a uh, catastrophic success.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, what is Joe Kosky's definition of knowledge management?
1: Oh, I mean, I, I can't not say the the Army definition, which is enabling knowledge flow to increase decision-making knowledge, uh, understanding, and learning. That's really what it's all about. And you have to have, I you mean, know, knowledge management has to be trusted and building trust, connectivity, the relationships, uh, not only with with the data and the information, but also with the people that have to make the decisions, mid-level managers and the people actually uh, doing the work. So that's where I see KM. It, it is it is the bridge between the technical and the cognitive domain. That's how I see it.
0: Thank you very much for being with us today, Joe. I know it was about a two-and-a-half-year process to get you into the seat, but I'm glad you It you're
1: was. Here. It was. Thanks <laughs> Thanks for, for your uh, consistent persistence.
0: <laughs> well, have a great day, Joe. You too, Edwin. Recorded live at the Cohen Multimedia Studio at Chautauqua Institution, Because You Need to Know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared i'm edwin k morris and i thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of pioneer knowledge services a non-profit tax-exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose find us online at pioneer-ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on facebook